On today's Females in Basketball podcast, I talk to Crystal Pugsley. She's a special Olympian and my goodness does she have a story. She is full of energy and you just want to join her on the court. And the passion that she has for the Special Olympics, trust me, you're not going to regret this episode. So please join me as I talk to Crystal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the My Basketball Pathway podcast. It's great to have you along. My name is Braden Green and I am your host, but more importantly, I am joined by yet another future star of South Australian basketball. Please welcome Crystal Pugsley. Hello. Well, I guess we start where we always start and how did you get into basketball, Crystal? Well, since I've been diagnosed with trisomy X, I decided, my family decided to do basketball I started playing when I was six years old and then um, I've been playing for like forever and then I started um, Special Olympics in 2012. Well, there's a lot to unpack in there. So is it okay if we ask you to explain your diagnosis to people who might not understand? Okay. Well, it's just me, X. It's when I have an extra chromosome in my zones of chromosome. Yeah. Um, And um, pretty much it's just, Random things. I don't know. Yeah, you're all good. You've done well to explain that. Yeah. And I guess the next question is, what is the Special Olympics? Special Olympics is a, it's third in the letter. It's like the first one is Olympics, then it's Paralympics, and then it's us, the Special Olympics. Yeah. Um, and it's people for with intellectual disabilities. And I guess the next part of the, the big question after, I mean, we not learn about the Special Olympics now is why do you love basketball? Well, technically, for me, in heart, basketball has saved myself. Really? Because um, if it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't be as good as socialising or, like, anything. With basketball, it helped with my eye-hand coordination. Yeah. Is yeah. that the right Like word? the hand-eye hand coordination? Yeah. That's hand-eye right. yeah. coordination. And um, since then, like, if it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't be doing half the things that I'm doing now. Wow, that's amazing. Just yeah. from that one skill, you picked up a lot of things. Pretty much, yeah. So how did you develop that? Is it just by more training, more playing? I mean, how did it do that? I played basketball every single day. <laughs> um, Dedication. Yeah. I've been doing less now because I've got work and everything, um, but I still play about three days a week and train once a week. Wow, that is dedication. And do you like the competitiveness of it, or do, are you? I just love everything about it. Like even <laughs> bringing people together, it's just amazing the way it goes. And why do you love bringing people together? Because not many people are bringing together these oh, days. <laughs> that's really sweet, actually. Here, and it's such a a nice thing to hear. So. Can you explain what your first Special Olympics was like or, you know, what you did, where it was? So my first Special Olympics was in 2012. I was doing junior national games in Newcastle yeah. and I did basketball and athletics. So I did – that was my first time doing two sports and I got four golden rules, one silver there. The silver – I did fifty-meter run, yep. um, and my tied and my own appointment, and she didn't grab any gold, so I gave pretty much passed on my gold to her, so she can come wow. home with the gold. That's like the nicest thing that 
anyone can do. Do you yeah. realise how how kind that was of you? Um, I've been told that I'm really kind <laughs> each day. So well, That's an amazing, amazing story. And I guess what does it feel like to win a medal? Because not everyone gets that feeling. I know. It's um, breathtaking for one, um, exciting and more exciting. Yeah. Was it everything that you dreamed of kind of style? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Especially going for basketball and going for like going with the state. Yeah. And then also um, going overseas also is the best too. Yeah. So I guess we'll get into that. So overseas, where have you gone? Because you've gone to a fair bit of places and it's an amazing... Yeah, well, I've got from 2012 to now of how many things I've been to. So would you like to Oh, yeah. If you've got a list, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So 2012 was the June National Games in Newcastle. 2013 was Asia Pacific Games basketball and I got bronze there. Yep. 2013 was a family fun day, of course. 2014 was National Games Newcastle basketball. Um, 2014, I also meet the Dukes and Duchess. Oh, wow. <laughs> of Cambridge. 2014, I also did like a kindy talk and all that to tell them my f- story as well. We also do like um, fundraisers, um, dinner dances and loads of skirmish, those type of things. Uh, 2015, I didn't do basketball that year. I actually did temping bowling. So I loved my, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the regional games. Um, then 2015, I started a group for Special Olympics called ALP. It's, it's like athlete leadership program and it's like for everyone to join in. And then... Uh, 2016, again, tendon bowling. I did that. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, 2016, again, I did um, state games, Bendigo for netball yeah. in Victoria. Um, and also um, Pakenham. And then 2017, I did tendon <laughs> bowling again. <laughs> um, and then I also did state basketball game. Yeah. And then 2018 National Games Adelaide Basketball. And then my favourite of all time, 2019, the World Games in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much to unpack here. I mean, yeah. I, I think what's really clear is that you're a very talented athlete <laughs> as well. And we just had our state games in Adelaide like four weeks ago maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then next is the um, – 2022 National Games in October in Tasmania, and then they're the selection games for the 2023 World Games in Berlin in June. All right. I mean, where do we start from that list? I mean, they've all been amazing experience. <laughs> There's so many sports to pick from. Yeah. I guess if I had to pick one, that Abu Dhabi experience. So what was that like? How did you get there? What was Abu Dhabi like? I mean, far oh out. My God. This is, <laughs> yeah. It different. was amazing <laughs> to the point my favourite parts about it was we were eating gold it was that good. <laughs> um, and then there was also houses made out of sand. They literally had sand castles there <laughs> and everything was white. Like if you wanted to wear white, you would scared that you were going to get it dirty, but you couldn't because everything was clean over there. Wow. And then we also um, met some schools and um, learned about their culture and everything and that was so much fun there. And then we also went to Dubai and had to look down that area as well. 
It must have been a real cultural experience. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Definitely go again. Um, yes, <laughs> very much. <laughs> so, and then we, I guess we get into the actual sport. So, like, how did that go? How did the results go and everything? So, that was my favourite of all time because of one, like, we were versing about um, – one of the teams didn't actually turn up, so we were only were doing like um, I think about six or seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. Not sure. Um, but we were grand like in the gold medal match versus Spain. Yeah. yeah. So um, on that contrary, I might have <clears throat> did a um, – we were tying, so we went over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I scored the winning goal with doing a half shot. <laughs> I mean, what do you say to that? I mean, that is just the most – I mean, that is literally almost everyone's yeah. dream. Well, technically it wasn't half shot. It was like that much away from the oh. three-point line. But from my point of view, I couldn't <laughs> see the floor, so I just shot it. <laughs> But it's on YouTube and it's got many views. And exactly. And it's on YouTube and it's on YouTube forever. I yeah, mean, exactly. You'll always have that moment, won't you? Yeah. And what's the, what's that, I guess, again, what's that feeling like when that hits the bottom of the net? Um, well, if you see the YouTube channel, my voice just dropped. Um, <laughs> Carmen, my, my, my coach, she literally like put her hands around her head and going, oh, my God. <laughs> my best friend also, she came with me. Um, two of my best friends came with me, Amy Howard and Jessica DeSalvo. Um, they came with me and literally mouth drop. <laughs> just everywhere. Everything, just everyone. Sh- shock and amazement all at the same time. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess what do you do when you're getting on a court? How do you prepare for a game, I should say? So normally we do warm-up and everything, but with me I have like – the athlete oath in my head every time yeah. we play my games of Special Olympics, I have the athlete oath in me because that's also a f- positive vibe before when, we go into it. Do you want me to say what it is? If you can. I mean, far out. I mean, this is, yeah, go. Um, let me win, but if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. Wow. I can I can feel I can actually feel how much that means to you, and yeah. I think that's an, a really amazing ability to to have on someone. What was it like competing with your friends as well? What was it like, you know, being a team in that situation? Well, that's been my dream going away with my Olympics and just basketball together with friends. Because if it wasn't for that, I would also make new friends, but it won't feel the same way and everything it would just feel like I'm here representing my state and my country I'm going to make the best of it and then if my friends come over that's even better wow so if you if you had to pick something what do you like more do you like representing the country or the state more because it's it's a hard one I know but (laughs) can you technically me would probably be um so Australia. Like, yeah, it always be Australia. Yeah. It usually is. Because <laughs> I don't get to go away overseas. Abu Dhabi was my first time ever going overseas. Yeah. My family, we used to travel around South Australia, so I know around South Australia. But it's just a privilege representing Australia 
and playing my favourite sport and hopefully going down with friends means just absolutely the world to me. What do you think it means to play for Australia, to an Australian athlete? Well, for me, it's just being there, seeing new things, having a new thing to do, having to see the country that people don't get to see and me telling, like I am now, to everyone out there that it's just a thing to do. (laughs) What do you love about sharing about your story the most? What do you love telling people about and... Do you like their reaction more or do you love the fact that you get to relive it a little bit each time you tell her? What do you like about it? Pretty much everything that you just said but mainly <laughs> the, mainly the whole thought part is when I did the boot camp with the Adley Lightning Group, Yeah. Um, a few of the kids actually came up to me and said, your story inspired me. Oh, wow. You, your story made me want to go on, on keep on going. Yeah. And I was just like, thank you, I think. But, yeah, it was great. Does that – is that feeling almost just as strong as the medals, you know, like you will remember that moment? Oh, right. yes. Well, technically for me that is more meaning more than the medals because I have the medals with me forever. They're yeah. not going anywhere. But little comments like that stays into my heart because that means I need to keep going because if I stop now, what's the point? Wow. <laughs> so that's fair to say that's your driving motivation almost into each game, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. So let's talk about that, mentoring other players and stuff like that. How did you get into it? Is it just through, you know, your experience or how did that come about? Well, because of me playing Special Olympics and everything, I've wanted to do more coaching involving because I love people with disabilities. They are so adorable and they're fun to play with. It's so good. Um, But recently my mum and dad got a different – club in we have now three clubs the Adelaide Spencer and Barker club yep and um my father takes the uh club my father and mother actually take the Barker club in Mount Barker and we do training for basketball down that end and that's also another good place for me to go because of it being that section of training other peoples that don't know how to do it. Like we have below levels basketballers on there that did a beautiful job at the state games. Yeah. We didn't even recognise it was <laughs> that great that they listen in to us in our coaching. And that, and they step up at the moment. I mean, you exactly. guys must be proud of that. Does that almost – does that fuel you even further to bring it out to regional communities? Because let's admit Mount Barker's a bit far away from Adelaide and everything yes. like that. Well, there's heaps of other t- – um, clubs around but because of Barker got so much bigger we had to make a club out so now we have <laughs> the Barker Spencer and Adelaide club that's amazing I yeah. mean what I really like about your story so far is that it's not just inspiring your family and close to you it's inspiring people that may have even heard your name before and, it, and it, as you said that wants them to keep going and stuff like that I mean it's such an amazing moment and it's not just city kids it's the people out in the country areas who yes. may not have any basketball you know you know facilities even so it's really extraordinary I guess for you do you have like a favorite memory out of all of it whether it be your coaching your playing career or anything like that is there something that you'll always remember for the rest of your life and you go you know this was the moment that I knew I'd find my place not really all is the same. 
Yeah. But I think more likely is my family bringing me into basketball because if it wasn't for my parents or my brothers, I wouldn't be where I am right now and I appreciate them so much for it. How much joy has it brought your family then? Oh, my gosh, a lot because <laughs> my whole family is now into basketball. Really, like, all of them? All of them. So my mum, she's like chair of the Special Olympics of the group area. My dad's coaching. My brother's now coaching. And my other brother, he's like a really high umpire. So he comes <laughs> and helps and umpires the group as well. And that's also what's good about basketball is we need as much volunteers or there's not such thing as too much volunteers because we can get someone to do something else. And basketball has brought a lot of things in. But then there's not just basketball. There's also cheer dance, 10-pin bowling, athletics, cricket, swimming, tennis, soccer and netball. Like all of those come in and everyone just has fun. Wow. So can you explain to us why volunteers are so important? You know, we obviously know they need to help and stuff like that, but why are they so important? Is it just like we need more people always all the time? No, well, volunteers also help everyone get in gear. So if it wasn't for the volunteers, we wouldn't have a stadium that's set up. We wouldn't have people coming down to watch and know where to seat or where to go to go to the toilet or something like that. <laughs> like volunteers are there also to help, not just to be standing there and looking pretty, which most of them are, but still. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just very, very – if it wasn't volunteers that come around, we wouldn't have – part of everything and it's i guess from that it's a lot of the small things that really count in the end it's not just the big things it's like you said it's directing someone where the toilets are and stuff yep. like that <laughs> and they really count don't they just yes. doing the little things right especially um when the basketballers need to fill up the bottle the volunteers can be the water boy or girl <laughs> that's great <laughs> So what are some upcoming events? Like we obviously talked about the qualifications coming up. What's something that you've got your eye on that you really want to achieve? So like I said before, I just had my state games to selection for Tasmania, but my high thing is Berlin because I wanted to go over to Germany because my uncle, he speaks German, and I'm just like, okay, I need to, I need to teach myself because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but, yes, I want to go to Berlin because if – that happens, I want to, like, keep going overseas just to resent, like, Special Olympics and our country and also to learn each overseas people's country and things. You want to learn their culture, basically. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the word I was trying to look for. <laughs> <You're all good. laughs> I guess hearing that as well, just hearing your family and how you want to learn German to be closer and stuff like that, how important is family to you? Family's my life. Yeah. If I didn't have family, then I wouldn't be who I am now. I mean, mum and dad have done so much for me, which I am so grateful for. And then my family also help with like fundraising. Like we we're supposed to have a fundraising coming up on the 24th, but we had to postpone it because not many people have gotten tickets or anything. So we just need to try and get little little things to go into the big, big wide world of monies because that's the <laughs> thing that we are – um, needing to try and get is fundraisings and things like that. Is there a way that people like us can support you or? Yes, well, we have a Special Olympics um, on the website. Yeah. Um, there's a Special Olympics website that we can go on that you can look into people, um, what 
sports they do and then you could also say donate here and then it will go to the world of special olympics not just a single person it goes to everyone wow and we'll make sure to put that link in there for everyone and just make sure we support you as much as we can yes why should people volunteer why should someone pick up and say i'm going to help out well it's not just that why they should is how they should also because if they didn't come in they wouldn't see many people around having a time of their life what playing like these sports all the sports that I've just um spoken out and like if you don't come into the special olympics it's not going to be like the end of the world but if you do your life will change you'll see many people with disabilities having so much fun and then you would want to have fun with them like like the volunteers can get involved we do trainings you can get involved in the trainings it's not just sit around and do nothing you can get involved and i guess why should people get involved in this program as like you know athletes, players, you know, officials, you know, all of these things. Because from everything that you're saying, it sounds like you don't have to be always the best as well. You can be someone who's just starting. Exactly. You don't even know – if you don't even know how to play basketball, cricket or whatever other sports, you can just be there to be training with them. Like I didn't know how to bounce the ball or somewhat, but now I'm absolutely beautiful at it. Not many people know how to do many things, but that's what training's for. And if you start somewhere, you end up being somewhere bigger. Who is an inspiration for you when you're playing basketball? Do you have an inspiration that you go, you I want to emulate as much as I can or be your own person, you know, and just have those traits that they have? Who's your inspiration? So I have many. Um... With my Special Olympics numbers, they actually represent a single person. Yeah. So um, we have I, – I love Nicole Seacup. She yeah. was amazing. Sadly, she did her thing, but that's fine. Um, and also um, Lauren can't – I can't remember her last name. Is it Lauren Jackson? Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, she, she was an inspiration because of how tall she was, she never stopped – like, I don't know how tall she was. She looked seven foot or something, but she was tall as, and her way of doing basketball was just, it's an everyone sport. It's not just a one-man team. It was a just all in one. And then also Teresa king she was one of my um, favourite coaches and also players, um, and then just coaches on top of it. My father, um, Gordon... Um, too many to count for, but lots of people. <laughs> um, Trevor Kingross. Um, you have so many. Every yeah, well, from I was six years old onwards. So basically, I mean, you've always got a bit of motivation to drive you either way, whether it's be the people that you're helping, wanting to inspire, or the ones that have inspired you. That's yes, a, it's an incredibly strong mindset to have. Yeah. Why should people play basketball? It's a simple question, but why basketball out of all the sports? I mean, you've got a clear passion for it, <laughs> and why should they? Well, I I feel like basketball is good for team sports to get involved as a team, not a singular person. Um, and also basketball is really easy to learn. Yeah. I mean, I went from a basketballer to a netballer and I couldn't go back into <laughs> netball. I just it didn't mix in my head that I had to stop and start. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's very different, isn't it? Yes, very much. Um, but then, like, 
um, dance and all that jazz. It's just variety of people. But basketball for me, I feel like if people didn't do basketball, they wouldn't have known how to be a team player. Yeah. So basket. So you think the the ability for team chemistry and the ability to work together is really why should someone should get involved? Pretty much because with basketball, you need to yell out for the ball. You need to <laughs> tackle the ball, but without hurting anyone. <laughs> I mean, got, I don't say I don't do that, but <laughs> it's fun. Um, you can play hard. You can play soft. It's all compared on the person that plays. With me, I have my certain times and days when I be rough girl or sweet girl. It. My father just knows when to tell me which ones I need to be. Um, but I'm only in my father's team on a Wednesday night at Wayville. Yeah. Um, but uh, Monday nights is mixed with boys, so that's fun and hard, but it's great because the boys will go, oh, it's a girl, let's not be so hard, and I'm just like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is, that is some brutal honesty. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, though, because the boys will go too soft on you, but then because they know me, they don't do it, but then I like it because if they don't go hard, I can go harder. <laughs> yeah, I know no what way. you mean. So you like you you like going for that real attacking mindset and really catching them off guard almost. Pretty much. Yeah. Especially <laughs> for those boys. It was fun. <laughs> um, I guess what skill have you really, you really developed in like when you're on the court? What do you love before? Are you, you love the three point? Do you like the blocks? Are you really a person that loves to steal? Or what, what are you, a big rebounder? So because of Abu Dhabi, I'm um, more practicing on my three points. Yep. <laughs> because I feel like if I can do that in many games or I can teach people to do that in many games that have the arm muscle or the leg muscle to do so, that's a good point. But also mine is also being a coach on the court. So I would like to tell or ask people to go in places that they wouldn't even think of or just be the captain on the court to say, hey, look, um, that space is free. Go over there. Do some defending. Bend your knees. Box out. Use that bum of yours. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you like being the voice of the team. Almost. Yes. Yeah. But then also helping. Like if someone else had the voice, I would listen in. I yeah. wouldn't say, no, I know more than you. Don't tell me what to do. I would still listen in because I'm a listener, also a learner in some points because I'm still learning. I don't know how to do like behind your legs, in between your legs, around the back, all that jazz. I'm just more of a mindset, just have fun on the court type of person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fancy one. Yeah, you like you just like the, the basics and like doing them well by the sound of it. And yes, well, I'm learning. I'm learning all that fancy stuff too. Like I popped one out um, <laughs> on Monday and Wednesday that scared me because I was like, um, I don't know how I did that. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I guess what what's a training drill, right? for athletes or people learning basketball, that's really beneficial. What should they be really learning, you think? So with the basics, we have been doing like with running with the ball, you need to bounce the ball. So we've been teaching the littlies or the middle ones or the higher ones that we have to dribble while running. So we go running up the court, running backwards with the ball and bouncing or go from – knee, ankle, hip, 
um, shoulders um, and walking with the ball. We're not going to be staying still because the only times we'll be staying still is if we've stopped because if you keep going, that's double dribble. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, and then we also do like crossovers so people will get used to having one side and then the other because if you rely on one hand, they will see that and then they'll target that one hand that you do. I need to practice that very much. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work but it's fun at the end of the day. And how much does this help your fitness in general? Because let's admit, doing all that training, you're going you're gonna to get healthier, especially if you're doing it once a week even. It makes yes. a huge improvement to your health. Um, well, when I was in Abu Dhabi, I was actually a big girl. I've actually lost a lot of weight since then. Sure. Um, and my, pers- my personal thoughts, I've grown more in the fitness, but I've also need to go for more trilogy work. I need to get faster in my legs, but not too fast so I can fall on my face. But I'm, I'm me as a person, I feel like I'm more fitter and me, me knowing more knowledge on the court because I can do a lot more than what I could do like two, a year ago. Yeah. So you, you, you realise where you're at basically, like why you, you're proud of your abilities and you know you can always get better. And is that an important mindset to have to always try and, you know, get better and develop and learn? Yeah, well, no matter how big or small you are, it's just your heart knowing of if you want to do it yourself. No one can tell you you cannot do it or can do it. It's your mind owns it that you can do it. Wow. That's, that's, that's really amazing because that takes – that can really take some people some time to learn that yeah, and some people much. never learn it. So you should be really proud of that effort because yeah. – I, I see people as – one, I don't see them as a different person. I don't see them of how they look. I go by their personality. And that's really important too, not just in basketball but in society in general. If you have that mindset or just live by that moral code really, you're going to yeah. go far in whatever you do. Yeah, well, I've been taught by everyone that you don't judge a book by its cover. You read into it. That's a lovely, lovely little saying. Now, before we get into the first questions, is there anything else you would like to say on why people should play basketball or why people should look into the Special Olympics? Only so we can get known more because if I say to someone that I do Special Olympics, they'll go, that's not a thing. But actually it is. It is a thing. It's third in the ladder and it's actually getting a lot better than what it was. We have never been known to be Special Olympics. But every time I say Special Olympics, everyone like drops their mouth going, oh, it's the Olympics. I'm like, no, it's Special Olympics. It's extra special being people with intellectual disabilities. It's for people with disabilities can shine their little heart out of whatever sport they like to play. It's amazing and really well done. So let's end this interview with some fun ones, I think. We've done all the serious stuff. We've done some advertising as well, which is much needed, you know, and hopefully we've inspired some of the next generation. So let's do some fun ones. Do you have a favourite WNBL team or a WNBA team? I really don't watch TV much, so not really. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to play? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I love that. So where's your favourite place in South Australia to go? Um, I mean, you've been to a lot lot of the states, so. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't have a favourite. I just like to go to different places. You just like travelling, do you? Yeah. Well, I take, yeah, I take pictures to know where I've been. Oh, wow. How many pictures do you say? Would you say you have? Uh, too many. <laughs> <laughs> Very much too many. <laughs> and what's your favourite part about travelling? 
seeing different sites of views, like just even birds. I like birds. All clouds. No, I like really much clouds. Oh, very much clouds. Yep. Do you have a favorite bird or a favorite cloud formation? Cloud formation is cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> um, bird, I'm no. I don't have a favorite bird, but all of them are pretty. <laughs> Would you rather score a buzzer beater, which you almost done, or would you rather block someone to to save a game? <laughs> block. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I haven't done it yet. That's why I want it to be. Yeah. But um, buzzer beater is what I've done with Arby Darby, so that's done and dusted. The block, on the other hand, I will feel great for myself, but sorry for the other person. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? Mm, okay. Um, so definitely in my mindset right now, oh, there's too many, (laughs) probably Tokyo. Yeah. Tokyo. Tokyo. And why Tokyo? Um, I'm a fast and furious fan. (laughs) Tokyo (laughs) drift. (laughs) I like to see them where they drift their cars. (laughs) Do you have a favorite song or any favorite bands that you like listening to? Um, I'm, I'm a various, but Taylor Swift is my mind. <laughs> She's amazing. I went for my 18th birthday. I think it was 18th or 16th. Can't remember. But I went to a concert with my dad, Mia, Amy, and myself. And then there was a lass that I took a picture with. She was identical to Taylor Swift. It wow. was scary to the point we took a photo saying, look at this, it was Taylor Swift, aka fake, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I'm, I'm going to guess it's Fast and Furious, but do you have a favourite movie? Uh, not Fast and the Furious. Oh. I just like cars. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, my favourite movie of all time is The NeverEnding Story. Yeah? Why yeah. is that? I like the dragon. <laughs> it's so cute and fluffy. <laughs> and also I like her voice, his voice. I don't know if it's a girl boy, but yeah. Do you have a f- favourite training drill or do you just – do you have a favourite move that you like to pull huh. off in basketball? My favourite training drill is probably bump. Yeah. It's when you do shooting and then the person in front of you shoots up and if they miss, you have to get a score to bump them out. Yeah. There's like Titanic or like um, sink the boat or whatever, but we call it as bump. Yeah. Or there's mushroom when we go from like two um, on the like side of the block but behind the baseline and then you like move around and um, ask for the ball, shot it. And then pass off again. So it's literally just doing a mushroom. Yeah, have you looking. won? Have you won many games of bump? No. No. I just like the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I don't think I've actually won. I can't remember. I just go by the competition and having fun of it. <laughs> Especially when I zonged out my dad. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a team that you wish to play for one day? The Lightning Girls definitely. or the Opals. Yeah, definitely. You yeah. really want to get up there? Yes, only because I like how they play. Yeah. And they play as a team, not a single person. Yeah, and you really love that team chemistry and you want to be a part of that. Well, I'm hoping the Lightning Girls would come down to our trainings and train with us. Fingers crossed they can hear this out and see come and they oh, come I down. Think we can give them a little nudge. Don't <laughs> worry. We can give them a little nudge. I'm sure we can get them Everyone down. Everyone will be inspired if they come down. Yeah, and it would be a really important No moment. pressure for them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Crystal. It's been an amazing interview. I've learned so much and it's, I'm just 
you're a bundle of joy. You really are. And I can really see the passion that you have for the sport and not just the sport, the Special Olympics as well yes. and what you do for the next generation. And it's just a perfect package. It really is. And thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to share this story and I really can't wait to hear what people have to say and I hope people join you on your journey. Yes, same do I. I like to bring people in to have fun as much as I do. Thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Definitely. What an interview that was. I mean, it was just energy, wasn't it? And it's so clear to see that Crystal has an amazing passion for the Special Olympics and basketball and even a little bit of the Adelaide Lightning in there as well. It was absolutely brilliant. I hope this teaches people that it doesn't matter where you come from, what gender you are, any of that. If you like basketball and you want to play, you can be a part of it. And I think Crystal just wants to get more people to her sport and her Special Olympics. So thank you so much, Crystal. I enjoyed that so much. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Braden Green, and I was joined by my technical producer, Ashley McFadden. This was a Smash Gnome production. Tune in next time. This was a Smashed Gnome production.